good tidings. Well, good tidings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Good Tidings Radio Broadcast. And welcome to the month of July. Here we are, July the 1st. Can you imagine already? And here it is Saturday, 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. And you are listening to WXAN Radio, 103.9 FM, or on the Internet at www.wxanradio.com. And when the page pulls up, click on Listen Live. I am your radio pastor, Dr. David Pinkerton, and this is the Good Tidings radio broadcast. We're glad and thankful that you're listening in this morning. Um, We want you to open your Bibles today. We're going to get right into it because we have um, a lot we'd like to share with you. Here we are on getting close to our Independence Day celebration, the 4th of July. And I want to share with you a message from the Word of God today on the five duties of the Christian citizen, the five duties of the Christian citizen. And we're going to take our text verse from Matthew chapter number five, Matthew chapter number five, and I'm going to draw your attention to Matthew five, and we're going to begin taking a text out of verse number 13, Matthew chapter number five, and we're going to look specifically at verse number 13. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for WXAN Radio. And I ask you to bless this radio station through the listenership of its audience, uh, both prayerfully and financially. Lord, we pray that you'll help us with every endeavor to glorify you this day. Fill me with your spirit and help the folks to listen on purpose with the intent to obey the word of God as believers. And may someone listening today that's not a Christian uh, know, come to the knowledge of the truth and trust Christ as their personal Savior through this broadcast. And we give you the glory for what you've done and what you're going to do. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Matthew chapter 5, verse number 13, Jesus said, Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a bushel and put it under a, uh, uh, put it under a bushel, rather, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works, and glorify your Father which is in heaven." the words of Jesus by way of introduction, the five duties of the Christian citizen. God wants his will to be done in our lives, in our homes, in our churches, and in our government. But all too often we've disobeyed the Lord. As a result, folks, the moral fiber of America is slowly rotting away. Our priceless freedoms are in grave jeopardy of being taken from us. Atheism and humanism is penetrating every area of our life, and America is faced with its greatest crisis, I believe, in our entire history at this point, July the 1st, 2023. We're in danger of losing our nation by default and our individual freedoms as well. Possibly, folks, if this happens, our opportunity as believers to help fulfill the great commission of Jesus Christ throughout the U.S. and the world might be lost. Hundreds of millions of human beings made in the image and likeness of God will never have the opportunity to trust Jesus Christ 
as their personal savior. The British statesman Edmund Burke said, and I quote, All that is necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. End of quote. America is one of the last strongholds of freedom on earth. And every Christian citizen, every one of us as believers, blood-bought, born-again believers in Christ Jesus, who are dedicated to God, we are the only resource that God is using for the preservation of the freedoms in America. As Christians, a small percentage of us can be used of God to set this nation on a course of righteousness and revival. Now, you know as well as I do, if you've been a Christian for very long, the recipe for God's blessing in the United States of America is found in 2 Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. There's the recipe right there, folks. There's the recipe for God's blessing. Second Chronicles 7:14. Charles Finney said, and that's what we need in America is revival. Revival for the Christian to get the Christian active in being the salt of the earth and the light of the world that God wants us to be. Charles Finney said, and he had actually was accountable as estimates can tell us historically that he was led like 500,000 people to Christ in 1835. And he shook America for Jesus Christ. And he said, and I quote, The time has come that Christians must vote for honest men and take consistent ground in politics, or the Lord Jesus will curse us. God cannot sustain his free and blessed country, the United States, which we love and pray for, unless the church will take the right ground. Politics are a part of religion in such a country as this, and Christians must do their duty to the country as a part of their duty to God. End of quote. He said, went on to say in another quote, quoting, God will bless or curse this nation according to the course that Christians take in politics. End of quote. Christians, I got a checklist here. Some of you listening to me today would say, Pastor David, you should never talk about politics. That sounds good, but that's the reason we're in our mess today as Christians. And I think we're going to find out from the Bible that we can't be the salt that radi- that penetrates and the light that radiates without getting involved in the culture and the system God has preserved for this republic in the United States of America. Mark Twain understood the importance of Christian of a Christian's responsibility as a citizen, and I don't even believe he was a Christian. But here's what Mark Twain said, and I quote, A Christian's duty is to God. It then follows as a matter of course that it is his duty to carry his Christian code of morals to the polls and vote them. If Christians should vote their duty to God at the polls, they would carry every election and do it with ease. Did you get that? They would carry every election and do it with ease if Christians would vote their duty to God at the polls. It would bring about a moral revolution that would incalculably benefit this country, and it would save this country, end of quote. 
Christian, here's a checklist. I'm going to read it off, and I want you to check whether or not this applies to you and to us together collectively as believers. Christian citizens, do I pray faithfully for spiritual revival to sweep America? Secondly, am I registered to vote? Do I encourage other Christians to register to vote? Number three, am I making a serious a serious effort to be informed about the candidates and the issues? Number four, am I actively involved in helping to select and elect godly candidates to office? Number five, do I vote in every election for the best candidate regardless of party affiliation? We Christians must learn to practice our citizenship, folks, for the glory of God. God has a plan for the nation's leadership. Now listen closely. God has a plan for the nation's leadership. And he's given it to us to protect his people. He's asking us as Christians, telling us as a matter of fact, if you'll do what I tell you to do, I'm doing it for your own good to protect you when it comes to electing a leader. And in Psalm chapter 125, look and listen to verse number three. For the rod of the wicked shall not rest upon the lot of the righteous, lest the righteous put forth their hands unto iniquity. Now notice this. For the rod of the wicked, a wicked leader, if you will, shall not rest upon the lot of the righteous. God says to his people, Christians in America, I'll protect you from a wicked leader if you'll do what I ask you to do and get involved in the process in America, in your culture, in elections. God's plan is to have leaders who know him personally, a born-again child of God, not a wicked, unregenerate, corrupt, corrupt fraud as you have in the White House right now, and one who will, wi- who will rule according to the will of God. 2 Samuel chapter 23 and verse 3 says, The God of Israel said, The rock of Israel spake to me, He that ruleth over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God. John Jay, end of quote, John Jay, the first chief justice of the United States Supreme Court, was one of the three men most responsible for drafting the Constitution. And in 1816, he said, and I quote, Providence has given to our people the choice of their rulers, and it is the duty as well as the privilege of with interest, of our Christian nation to select and prefer Christians for their rulers. End of quote. Voting for and supporting moral candidates who support moral public policies is the minimum required of Christian citizens in a system of self-government. A Christian lawyer, Michael Whitehead, said, and I quote, If America is to be saved... Saved Americans must lead the way. End of quote. Now, the sermon is five duties of the Christian citizen. Take down something to write with and write these down as time gives us. Here we go. The five duties of the Christian citizen. Number one, pray. Pray that God will send a great spiritual awakening to America that millions of Americans will trust Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, and that Christians will dedicate themselves to God for spiritual living and active service 
within their family, within their church, and within their nation. God holds the solution to our nation's problems, folks, and Christians hold the key to that solution. Again, Second Chronicles chapter number 7 and verse number 14. If my people, that is born-again believers, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. We've got the solution, folks. God has the solution. We have the key. Pray. Pray that wicked rulers like you have in the White House and this administration right now will be removed from office. He was fraudulently appointed there, not elected there. Pray that Christians would be elected to public offices. Pray that Christians would be elected to public offices. Pray that America would once again experience God's abundant blessings again. Wow, we would all love to see that. So let's pray that God would bless America again. Psalm 33 and verse 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Let's pray daily for those who are in authority over us. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, for kings and for all that are in authority. Folks, let our legislators know that we're praying for them, especially on the National Day of Prayer. Folks, there's an 800 number to call to let your legislators know. 1-800-444-8828. 1-800-444-8828. Now, we should pray, number one, The first duty of the Christian citizen is to pray. Number two, register to vote. Register to vote so you can practice your citizenship with your accountability to God. Christian friend, if you're able and you're a believer and you belong to the Lord Jesus Christ, you've been washed in his blood, you've been redeemed by the blood of Christ, you're accountable to God. Do you vote? You're sinning against God if you don't. To serve God as a citizen, you must become a regular, participating voter. Voting is a matter of stewardship under God, yet millions of God's people in America are not even registered to vote. Folks, you need to get registered. Many times it's around by like October the 10th before the election. And we cannot expect God to restore righteous leadership in this country if we as Christian citizens do not register and vote. Proverbs 11.11 By the blessings of the upright, the city is exalted. So, number two, the second duty of the Christian citizen is to register to vote. Number three, be informed. Be informed. Inform yourself and others about the structure of government and current political issues. That should be easier to do nowadays than ever with the social media, with the Internet, with various platforms to, to, to look into. As an untrained soldier is at the mercy of the enemy, an uninformed Christian cannot prevail against the devil's focus in the world of politics. 
Folks, many times we're uninformed as believers when we go to the poll because we're more loyal to a party affiliation than we are to Jesus Christ and Bible principles. We need to be wholly sold out to Jesus and the Bible, and our duty should be to him, not to a party's affiliation. Now, I'll tell you, based on everything I'm learning today, and I study this, the fact of the matter is, it's no longer between one or two parties, it seems like. It's basically the culture war today is about God and good and biblical values and traditional Christian uh, principles and America being founded on Judeo-Christian principles opposed to evil on the other side that's trying to take away the Republic of America, to take away and destroy the Judeo-Christian principles of America's foundation. And they're evil. They're evil, folks, and many of that evil is found in both of the parties. That's why it's important for you as a Christian citizen to be informed. Knowledge is the essential element to effective action for the Lord Jesus Christ. So we have to be informed. Listen to what God's Word says in Proverbs chapter 14 and verse number 8. The wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way. Many sources of information are available nowadays over the Internet. There are ministries uh, you can go to. There's all kinds of National Liberty Journal, Traditional Christian Coalition, Be a well-informed citizen, and there's a lot more than that, I'm sure. The Sword of the Lord Ministries, Coral Ridge Ministries, you know, uh, all kinds of Christian publications that can inform you to the cultural uh, issues of the day and what candidates believe before you would vote one in, again, without loyalty to a party affiliation. Number four, the fourth duty of the Christian citizen is to help elect godly people. Pray for and support Christians who are in public office. Encourage them. Write them a note. Give them a call. Share with them biblical views on every issue. Call up your elected representative. Let them know how you feel as a Christian. Let them know why you feel the way you do, what the scriptural reference is to why you believe the way you believe. Folks, one of the greatest things that's happened And whether you like Donald Trump or not, the fact of the matter is God raised him up to protect life and to reestablish some civility in the United States and to expose a corrupt swamp in in Washington, D.C. But God used him to elect Supreme Court judges who will now control America for the next 40 to 50 years, praise God. And they've overturned Roe versus Wade, which is a huge victory, and glory be to God for that. And now the, now the states have the right, not the federal government, to decide what they're going to do on the issue of abortion. Folks, how simple is this? Abortion is murder. It is infanticide. It is killing a human being inside the womb of a mother. If that human being comes outside the womb of its mother, it's called homicide. But inside the womb of its mother, it's still murder. It's called infanticide. And God has allowed America to be heard again. And we now have overturned Roe versus Wade, which is huge to the saving of millions of children. But the job is still not done. We need to continue 
to fight the good fight of faith and to stand for life. God is the giver of life. And folks, it's important that this country stand on the pro-life issue and believers to save life. Folks, help elect godly people. Help restore righteous rule. Proverbs 29.2 When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked bear rule, the people mourn. Well, how do we do this? In Exodus chapter 18, verses 21 and 22, it's amazing what God teaches us there. I'm going to turn over here in the scripture. Exodus chapter number 18 and verse number 22. I don't have a lot of time left. We're dealing with the five duties of the Christian citizen. Exodus chapter 18, verse number 21 says this. Moreover, thou shalt provide out of all the people able men, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness, and place such over them to be rulers of thousands and rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties and rulers of tens. And let them judge the people at all seasons. And it shall be that every great matter they shall bring unto thee, but every small matter they shall judge. So shall it be easier for thyself, and they shall bear the burden with thee. God speaking to Moses there. But here's the point. There are qualifications, six qualifications listed, folks. That's amazing right there in those two passages. Exodus 18, verses 21 and 22, for an elected official. Number one, demonstrated capability. We need elected officials that are competent in managing personal and affairs business-wise. Number two, godliness. We need elected officials who know Christ Jesus and walk in God's ways according to the Scripture and are spiritually mature. A A third qualification, biblically, is an honest person. Honesty. Number four. The fourth qualification in Exodus 18, 21 and 22 is integrity. Elected officials with integrity. You don't have integrity with Joseph Robinette Biden. He is a corrupt human being, and it is coming to the surface that he and his son have taken millions and millions and millions of dollars, 10 millions of dollars from China, from Romania, and from the Ukraine. And it is all being brought out right now. And a crooked justice department with Merrick Garland at the helm is corrupt. And hopefully they will be impeached soon because it is God's plan to get rid of corrupt officials. And the qualifications that God gives in Exodus 18 for electing godly people are integrity and honesty. The fifth qualification is industrialness. Someone who's got some sense. The current elected person that's in the White House right now has no common sense. It's done nothing in over 45, 47 years of public, but enrich himself and his family. He's a corrupt person. And number six, justice. Justice is God's qualification. Someone who can apply justice. And we need these six standards applied prayerfully and carefully when we select a candidate. Have they demonstrated capability? Are they godly? Are they honest? Are they have integrity? Are they industrious? And do they have justice? Do they seek justice? And they also, do they believe the Constitution of the United States and will they uphold it? Folks, our precincts are the key, local key, to victory for a godly candidate. 
and there are over 175,000 precincts in the United States. So everything's at a grassroots involvement. Get involved in your local precinct. Become a precinct leader, possibly. A few godly men and women involved in the precinct level can help change the direction of the nation. God wants us to be involved with the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Finally, i got to go quickly. The five duties of the Christian citizen now is to vote. Christian friend, you are to vote. Vote consistently in every election. After becoming informed and praying the various candidates and the issues and evaluating them on the basis of the Bible, the Bible, the Word of God. Only when you vote do you fulfill your Christian responsibility in government. Exercise the influence that God has given us, folks, through this system of government. We're a republic if we can keep it, Ben Franklin said. And if wicked people get into office, you're seeing what happens. Our nation will then bear the consequences of its choices if wicked people are in. 1 Samuel 8 and verse 18. And ye shall cry out in that day because of your king, which ye have chosen you. And the Lord will not hear you in that day. 1 Samuel 18, or rather 8, verse 18. Now, these biblical principles are important, folks. They're very important. A candidate's principles are more important than their party affiliation. Vote your Christian convictions over your party loyalty. Vote your Christian convictions over party loyalty. In 1832, the founding father, Noah Webster, warned young people that the preservation of our government depends on their choosing righteous leaders. And he said, and I quote, and I'm going to close, when you become entitled to exercise the right of voting for public officers, let it be impressed upon your mind that God commands you to choose for rulers just men who will rule in the fear of God. The preservation of a Republican government depends upon the faithful discharge of this duty. If the citizens neglect their duty and place unprincipled men and women in office, the government will soon be corrupted. Laws will be made not for the public good so much as for the selfish and local purposes. Corrupt or incompetent men, like you see in the White House now, will be appointed to execute the laws. The public revenues will be squandered on unworthy men. The rights of the citizens will be violated or discarded. If a Republican government fails to secure public prosperity and happiness, it must be because the citizens neglect the divine commands and elect bad men to make and administer laws. End of quote. Friend, if you're not saved, nothing else matters. Jesus died on the cross, paid for the sins of the world, your sins and mine. He was buried in the tomb and resurrected the third day. And you're a sinner, you have a sin debt, and you have nothing to offer God. But Christ died in your place. He who knew no sin became sin for us, so that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. By faith, you can accept Him or trust Him to be your Savior. If you'll do that, the Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, Romans 10, 13. Follow me in this prayer from the sincerity of your heart. Jesus, please forgive me of all of my sins. Come into my heart and save me. I'm trusting you and you alone to be my personal Savior and take me to heaven. Now, if you've done that, God's Word says you've been born again. Send me an email and I'll be glad to send you Christian literature. Dr. Dave 13 
at gmail.com, free of charge. Now, folks, the United States of America is the greatest country on the face of this earth. And our Independence Day, celebrated July the 4th by putting God first, practicing your faith, and voting. Get involved in the electoral process so we can vote godly people, so we don't mourn. Right now, America's mourning because of Joseph Biden, Robin Robinette, and his uh, uh, vice elected person, whoever she is, and his wicked administration. Pray that God will bring justice to the surface and pray for those who are instrumental in doing that. May God bless America again. May God revive us again that our people, his people may rejoice in thee. He said, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. This is the Good Tidings Radio Broadcast, and I'm your radio pastor, Dr. David Pinkerton. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. Oh, yes. Emmanuel. God is with us. Oh, yes. For unto you is born this day, Savior Christ our Lord. So fear not. Fear not. Yes, sir. So feel nice.